Okay, Bill, over to Bill. You ready? Okay, yeah, yeah, I'm ready. I'm ready. I've been ready for ages. Uh, I, I don't mean this morning. Be, I just couldn't wait to get here today and just share with you what I, what I feel God is just stirring in me. Uh, because, you see, I've been this week the recipient of kindness. I want to talk to you about kindness. I want to talk to you just very quickly about how, how a key kindness is and how, how foundationally, fundamentally important it is. Um, uh, we were able to go to this conference at HTB because of the kindness of somebody that gave us free tickets. Because they said, we want, uh, we've got these tickets. We've been asked to use these tickets to invite uh, significant leaders in Wales and they couldn't find any so they asked Ellen and I if we would go and, uh, um, and it was just oh my gosh oh my gosh we were able to experience what we experienced because of the kindness of somebody and then we had uh, this week we've had a meeting with somebody that is a very significant person in our area and, um, and we were just talking to this person saying how we appreciated all that they'd done um, in this area and the influence that they'd had and the impact that their, their uh, life had made in this uh, area. And, um, and they, they were a little bit embarrassed and they, they said, this makes me feel really uncomfortable. And then they turned the tables on us uh, and they said, uh, you need to know just how significant your fellowship is. You need to know. And he began to tell us some stuff that surprised me and his kindness was overwhelming because he said from my position uh, and I'm being very vague I know but he said from my position your church looks like the real deal it looks like a church should look in a community and I thought oh my gosh we're just little old us just doing what we're doing trying to make Jesus known in our community and his kindness was like God, humbling. And it, it was extraordinary. And then Friday, we were here uh, doing what we do on Friday. And, uh, and uh, some people came to the food bank. And uh, I knew one of them. And I hadn't seen him for a very long time. And he just hugged me, said hello. And I brought him and the people that he was helping uh, into, the, into the dining room. And they were looked after by the kindness of the people in the dining room. And, um, and when they were ready to go, um, I walked out with him, just said goodbye. And he threw himself around me. He just hugged me. And he just said to me, thank you so much for leading me to Christ all those years ago. And he just, and, and I'm choked as I'm remembering him saying his gratitude. And I don't remember leading him to Christ because it was a long time ago, and I've talked with so many people, and this man, I see him infrequently. But something of God in me made an impact in his life. And I want to talk to you about uh, what is the kindness of God in your life doing for you through your life in the lives of other people? And I've got some interesting scriptures uh, to kind of um, fuel your thinking uh, and so I want to start with Proverbs twenty-one, twenty-one, and it says this: "Those who pursue righteousness and kindness will find life, righteousness, and honor." And the word "kindness" in that uh, proverb is goodness and faithfulness. It means the same thing. 
So if you pursue kindness, righteousness, goodness, if you pursue it, if you make a choice to go after it, the word pursue means to follow. You can just pursue somebody or something to follow it or to chase it or to actually persistently seek to attain something. So if you pursue kindness, if you consistently, persistently pursue kindness, it'll affect the people around you. Now, Paul, now you need to know, kindness is not niceness. Okay? Do you, you understand that, don't you? You know, that kindness isn't just being nice to everybody. Because sometimes... Um, the kindest thing that Ellen can say to me sometimes is, Bill, you've been in the garden and you stink. You need to go and have a shower before you go out. Thank you. And it's, and it's it is the kindest thing. Because if I went out stinking, I might be encountering all sorts of difficult situations. And so the kind words from Ellen help me. So sometimes you need to understand that kindness is not niceness. It's actually more important than that. You see, Paul says something in 2 Corinthians 6, and it's a chunk of scripture, and you can read it for yourself, but it's from uh, 2 Corinthians 6, uh, 3 down to 13. He commends himself to the people in Corinth. He says, listen, I'm the real deal. I am really who I say I am. Let me tell you how how I can commend myself to you. This is, you know, you need to hear what I have to say. You need to take this on board. And let me justify who I am. By, and he, this is how he does it. He says, I've got great endurance. I've endured an awful lot. He says, I've been through all sorts of afflictions. I've handled hardships. I've, I've navigated calamities. I've taken beatings. I've been imprisoned. I've survived riots. I've actually worked really hard. I've had sleepless nights. I've been hungry. I've maintained my purity. I've actually grown in knowledge. I've actually practiced patience. And then he says, I've been kind. But he doesn't stop there. He says, I'm full of the Holy Spirit. I have genuine love for people. I speak truthfully. The, the power of God is manifest where I go. He says, with righteousness in my right hand and righteousness in my left hand, I do what I can do. He says, I have been honored and I've been dishonored. I've been slandered and I've been praised. He says, I've been with, called an imposter and yet I'm true. They've, I've been told that they don't know me and yet I am well known. He says, I'm dying yet I'm alive. He says, I've been punished but not killed. I've been sorrowful, yet always rejoicing. I'm poor, yet I make others rich. He says, I have nothing, yet I possess everything. Here's Paul's list of commendation. From his experience, he says, listen, you need to listen to what I have to say, because I've been through some stuff. And right in the middle, right in the middle, is kindness. I was talking to Martin about this, and Martin reminded me of something that Keith Warrington taught us when he was here. Uh, and he said that in, um, uh, in the uh, Greek language and uh, in Paul's writing, to make emphasis, he would focus uh, a thought from the beginning into the middle and then out. And everything was focused on this middle point. 
And the middle point is the point that you need to collect, you need to gather for yourself because it's key. And kindness is key. It's kindness is key. And Paul says right in the middle of his list of challenges, he was able to maintain his kindness. People misunderstood him. People didn't like him. People tried to kill him, yet he maintained kindness. He'd endured calamities and riots and problems and pressures. He'd been beaten. He'd been punished for things that he hadn't done. And yet he maintained his kindness. Kindness was key because it reflects God to those who see us if we're kind. But remember, kindness isn't niceness. It's more than that. It's more than that. It's much more than that. You see, you also see Paul do the same thing in in Galatians 5 where he gives you the fruit of the Spirit. He says, listen... Fruit of the Spirit is this, love, joy, peace, and patience in the middle, kindness, and then goodness, faithfulness, gentleness, and self-control. He's making the same point that the evidence of God in you, that the the evidence of God in you is that you're kind. The other things are important, absolutely, but the key thing is kindness. Kindness is key. And if we're not kind to people around us, then how will they ever see Christ? How will they ever know God who is kind? You see, kindness is a supernaturally generous orientation of the heart towards others. I'm going to say it again. Kindness is a supernatural, supernaturally generous orientation toward, of the heart towards others. You cannot be kind like God is kind unless you've experienced the kindness of God. And when you've experienced the kindness of God, you're meant to manifest that kindness in the circumstances and situations that you find yourself. That's all. That's all. That's all it is. And the kindness of God is really interesting because it's not always just being nice, but sometimes it is. I'm going to tell you a little story about Claude. Claude is a guy who shared his story at uh, at the conference we were at. Claude was about six foot eight, um, uh, really black guy with tattoos on his necks, big bruiser of a guy. And he was big. There was, I could hardly see the stage because he was down in front of me. And uh, No, I could see the stage, but he was big. And um, Nicky calls him up onto the platform. He says, uh, Claude, come and join me. So Claude comes up and says, Claude, tell us about your life a little bit. Tell us you know, about your journey. What's going on? What, you know? And he says, um, I won't do his accent. <laughs> He said, um, when he was five, he he used to sleep under the stairs in his house because he had um, several siblings that were all older than him. And uh, his house was a battle zone. It was full of violence. He he would receive violence from his brothers. He would receive violence from his father. Uh, He said, every day I had to fight for my life in my home. And and my eldest brother, 15 years older than me, introduced me to drugs and uh, guns and knives. And so my world was, I became a drug dealer. And so Nicky says, and Nicky's a tall man, and Nicky's kind of holding the mic up to him. And, and he said, uh, oh, so he said, was that a kind of lucrative, you know, drug dealing? What was that like? He said, uh, yeah, it was all right. I'd make like uh, two or three thousand pounds a day. Okay. And, he, and so Nicky said, so, okay, so... So what else was going on? He said, well, I worked as a youth worker as cover for my business because my business was tight. And he's like, he's really intimidating just telling this story. 
And he said, um, as part of being a youth worker, I had to do some training. So we had to go to this training day, and the training day started with an icebreaker. And the guy leading the training said, the icebreaker is you've got to tell a secret sin. So he thought, oh, heck. And so this lady said, and he said, this was the level of confession. She said every day after work, she would buy a bar of chocolate and get on the bus and eat it all to herself before she got home. And he's thinking, oh, my gosh, that's not much. That's not much. And then this next guy gets up, who this the, uh, Claude had been watching in work, and he thought he was a kind man. He was considerate. He was gentle. And he thought he was a bit of a wimp. And the guy, so it's his turn to share his story and uh, his secret sin. And so he gets a little box out of his pocket and he takes a crucifix out of the box and he says, I'm a Christian. I'm a Christian. And I follow Christ with my life. And Claude said, I was instantly convicted by the presence of God in that setting. Instantly convicted. And the guy said, I have to go now because I've got to be somewhere and I've got to catch a train or a bus, whatever it was. And so Claude followed him out of this room and said, um, uh, where are you going? He said, I've got to go to such a, and I need to catch a train. He said, I'll take you. He said, no, 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 I'm going to catch a bus. He said, no, no, I'll take you. He said, no, I'm going to catch a bus. Get in the car. <laughs> so the guy got in the car. And he, in the car, Claude says, what is this, Jesus? What is, and he said, and he, the guy just gave a little bit of a story. He said, if you're interested in finding out who Jesus is, you need to do Alpha. Go to Alpha. So Claude went home, looked online, and found that there was an Alpha course the next night. So he enrolled. He said he walked in, and he said, I was overwhelmed with the kindness. Because I walked in, and this man shook my hand. He said, what's all that about? What's all that about? Shaking hands. And he said, and they, they hug. They hug. And, uh, and, and this Claude has given his life to Christ. So Nicky says, so what are you doing now, Claude? He says, I'm training for the ministry. <laughs> <laughs> and I'm telling you the story because he was, he, he's evident, he evidenced the kindness of Christ in somebody. And the conviction of the Holy Spirit came upon him. Yeah. And God saved his life. Because of the kindness that he had endured, he saw it as weakness, but he came to understand that it was actually a strength in this person that he worked with. See, kindness is meant to lead people to repentance. Romans 2, 4 tells us this. God is wanting his kindness to lead people to a place of repentance. When we understand that Jesus forgives us, he's died on a cross so that we can be forgiven, that kindness of God to forgive me, to forgive a Claude, to forgive you, it should motivate us. That kindness, oh my gosh, I've experienced the kindness of God. I can't be quiet. I can't sit still. I want to make sure that people know who this God is who has transformed my lives. I want to tell others of his kindness. I want to demonstrate to others his kindness because it's in me. I've experienced it. I want to live it out. I want to be kind. I want to make a difference. But I've got a a new favorite verse. Psalm, 100, uh, yeah, Psalm 141, verse 5. It's my new favorite verse. I'm going to try and use this as much as I can. It's, it says, Let the righteous 
thoughtfully strike strike me on the head it's a kindness done to encourage my spiritual maturity i thought yes i've got now biblical reason to give you a clip around the ear so that you're going to mature because <laughs> i grew up with saying for goodness sake i'm going to knock some sense into you remember that expression maybe you've never experienced anybody saying that over to you over you knock some sense it's biblical it's biblical parents Knock yourself out. No, 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 no. No, because it's what, it's what the psalmist is saying is when somebody thoughtfully corrects me, it's a kindness to me. Yes. It's a kindness to me. Yes. It might feel really difficult and really uncomfortable, you know, but it's a kindness. It's a kindness. If they're doing it thoughtfully, nudged by the Spirit, I need to say to this person, listen, I think... Your lifestyle choice is not going to do you any good. You need to choose a different way. You need to pack it in if you can. And if you can't, I'll help you. (laughs) I'll help you. I'll help you. You see, Jesus showed kindness. He showed kindness in the most extraordinary ways. Martin said to me on Friday, he said, Bill, why don't you turn this into two sermons? And I might have to. Um, But I just want to just dip into three times that I see Jesus being kind. There's a leper recorded in Matthew 8 where Jesus encounters this leper and he says, the leper says, if you're willing, if you're willing, can you heal me if you're willing? And Jesus said, I'm willing, I'm willing. And he heals him. He heals him. That man experienced the kindness of God. God says, yes, God himself says, I'm willing to heal you. I'm willing. What an amazing God. He shows incredible kindness to a miserable tax collector that had been diddling everybody who's climbed up a tree because he wants a glimpse of this famous person coming through. And Jesus stops and says, Oi, Zach, I'm coming to your house tonight for tea. And that incredibly kind gesture of God saying, I want to spend time with you in your place because I want you to encounter my love and my kindness because it's going to transform your life. It doesn't say any of that, but that's everything that is in that story. Zacchaeus encountered the kindness of Jesus and it changed his world. It changed his world and he went about then changing his world and other people's worlds. And then there's the woman caught in adultery where the people, the religious people, the church people, the church people have found this person committing a stupidity. And they say, you, you scally. I'm sure they didn't use that word. but And they bring her to Jesus to trap him, but to use her sin to not only embarrass her and to ultimately kill her, but to trap Jesus. And his kindness... It says, let those who have, the first, who, who have not sinned cast the first stone. And then he says to her, go and sin no more. Oh, the kindness of God. The kindness of God. Who loves us enough to say, I don't condemn you. I set you free from all condemnation. What a kind and loving God. And then Proverbs 3 says this. Don't let kindness and truth leave you. The I love the Proverbs because it's a father's heart to his son. And it's a dad speaking. And he says, son, 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 don't, you need to make sure that you work really hard and that you don't let kindness 
and truth. What else could he have said instead of kindness? Truth is good, but, but kindness, kindness is key. And so the dad is saying to his son, don't let kindness and truth leave you. You make sure that you are always kind and that you are always truthful. Yeah? Are you hot in here? Yeah? Have you know it's not the it's not the warmth from here. It's the heaters work. <laughs> yeah, yeah. And I, these these are here because of the kindness of people. The kindness of people. These lights are here because of the kindness of people. These heaters work because of the kindness of a man who sits in this room. The all the little vents that used to be in the ceiling have disappeared because of the kindness of another person. Kindness, when it actually is used. It brings about change. It can change the atmosphere. It can change the atmosphere. I'm going to show you a video. Oh, this video is 25 minutes long, but I'm not going to show you the whole 25 minutes. I want to show you some clips of it. And Martin is going to be the editor as we roll through this. Um, but this is um, um, a guy called Todd White. Some of you know Todd White. Some of you don't. who don't know Todd White, you might look at him and go, oh, oh, he's a weirdo. He's not a weirdo. He's a God guy. And he's got dreadlocks that are way down his back. He's, um, um, I was going to use an expression, he's a muscle bosun, but I don't know anybody that might, do you know what that is? A muscle bosun? It's, that's a naval slang. Uh, he, he pumps iron, you know? So he's got muscles on his muscles, you know? So he's a big guy, but this guy is in love with God. You need to know a little bit of his journey, uh, but you can look that up for yourself. He, he was a drug addict, a drug dealer. Uh, he was in the U.S. Marines and got, um, went, into, went to jail, got kicked out of the Marines because he, he ran away and did all sorts of stuff. But God arrested him. God saved him. And he is one of the most passionate people about Jesus. And what I want to show you is some evidence of kindness and what kindness does. Okay, so I just want to try and earth what I've, I'm, I'm finished now, but I want to try and earth what I wanted to say about kindness. Kindness looks like something. Okay, it's not just kindness, you know, quietly sitting in you. It's quite, it's quite extraordinary in its power when it is demonstrated. So we're going to roll this for the first um, two minutes. Thanks, Martin. We've got sound up. And so this little boy came up and he's like a, a young kid and he's like, hey, I, I just want Todd to pray for my eyes. They drove three hours and prayed for him for just a, a couple of minutes and, and asked him what he sees. He looked immediately, started crying. How many fingers do I have up? Come on, bro. Jesus just healed your brother's eyes. Thank you for healing his eyes, God. In the name of Jesus, God. Brand new. Two hours. <laughs> he loves you so much, bro. Jesus' name. Look into that camera. What did Jesus do for you? Just healed my eyes. I was legally blind. Legally blind. What do you think of that? Awesome. <laughs> How many fingers? Uh, 
Two. Come on. Okay, so here's what we're going to do. I'm going to go across here. You can stand there right by the camera. I want you to see how many fingers I got. Ready? Three. So all of a sudden I asked him if he can read the, the little thing on the wall, and it said fire. He, what a great thing to be able to read, fire. What does that say? I can't really see it. So he goes, I can't, I, I can't, it's a little too small. So I come back and we pray again, pray again. Jesus prayed again. Watch his face. Jesus, I thank you right now. Every bit of vision be restored in the name of Jesus, God. I thank you that you've taken him out of legally blind. You've enabled him to see. Father, I thank you in the name of Jesus, God. I thank you for what you've done. I thank you for the work that you've done. I thank you for more. In Jesus' name, right now. Jesus' name, right now. Open. Yeah, it says like something about a fire. A fire. That's exactly right, bro. That's it. Fire? And like he saw it and oh man, it's so good. Like he just started crying. Hold this kid is so amazing. So good. Okay, we're gonna skip to six minutes thirty in this. But I wanted you to see his face. He's he's praying for this little boy, you can see. And his face when he walks back to the boy, I was captivated when I saw this. I thought that kindness was overwhelming. He's excited. Because of the glorious, manifest power of God working in a little boy's eyes. And in the kindness in him to actually come back and say, we're going to pray again, we're going to pray again. And he prays again. Okay, watch this next bit. Let me, oh, let me just... The family. Oh, go on. Go on. Yeah, sorry, he explains. We want to take the kids on like a shopping spree and get them all clothes. Pretty, do you like that one? Look, you see the pink ribbon? How about that? Is that okay? Is that good? You like that? Hold that, okay? All right. That's the other one right here. Look. Do you like these pretty ones too? Yes, that one too. Mini it is. Sweet. Yeah, for walking. Awesome. Hey, Jesus loves you. Bless you. Well, he's a little bigger. What? Onesies or outfits? You just help me. Help me pick out some clothes for your boy. Just pick out five outfits. So our sales associate, one of the ladies, comes to help us. She's walking around. She's getting stuff. We start sharing the gospel with her. We're getting princess clothes for the for the girls. And the lady, the girl's like kind of overwhelmed with what's happening. I start to share Jesus with her. Have you ever, have you ever said yes to him? I don't know. Well, I did whenever I was little, but... Yeah, but right now? No. Where are you at right now? I'm right here. You believe that he died for you? Yeah. Do you believe he raised for you? Yes. You know what would be really good? What? You're giving your life back to him. So our sales associate gets born again, and the one that's helping us, and just say this with me, Lord God, I believe, I believe that Jesus died for me. Jesus died for me. And that he raised from the dead for me. I'm asking you, I'm asking you to wash me clean. To wash me clean. Of all of my sin. Because if he can love me, no he loves you. Kindness looks like something. 
It's not just about salvation. But kindness makes room for salvation. That shop assistant gets saved because of this man's kindness to this family. Takes them on a shopping spree. You need to watch more of this, but we haven't got time. But I want to watch you. I want to show you kindness. So you've seen kindness from one man uh, to a little boy. Uh, you've seen kindness from one man to um, a family, and the the fallout of that kindness in the shop. There's other there's other encounters that people have with the kindness of God through that man in, in that setting in the shop. There's a lady shopping, and she's saying, well, what's doing? And what are you doing? What's going on? Because there's kind of this cameras and stuff. And he says, we're just blessing this young, this young family. We just want to bless them because Jesus loves them. God's healed this little boy's eyes. He was blind, legally blind, but now he can see. And the lady's saying, wow, that's amazing. And he says, can I buy those, that clothes that you've got there? Can I buy that for you and treat you? She says, no, no, no. No, he says, yeah, learn to receive. And he takes her, her, whatever she was buying and he goes and buys it for her. No, no. Now, let me tell you about Jesus. I bought a right to speak to you. He said, no, he's just blessing with kindness. He's blessing with kindness. He's making room for the kingdom of God to manifest in people's experience through the kindness that he's received is actioning out through his life. This, I want you to show, I want to show you now the kindness of, of a fellowship to this family. Watch this. So they got 11 people and they have no place to stay tonight. So who's going to help get a hotel room for this family? Don't play. Let's do this, okay? They need a place to stay tonight. Can you do that? You do that? Yeah. Amen. Awesome. We got you, man. Awesome. Okay. This is the gospel. His eyes have been really bad. He's legally blind. So I believe what she tells me, but I want to come see for myself. Read this. He started reading it. I can't tell you how awesome that is. Everybody wants to stand together. Here's what we're going to do. Okay, I I personally believe. That man had just given his life to the Lord. Dad. Of an offering. And I want everybody here right now, regardless of who you are. I want you to sow into this family right now. I'm laying this right here, and I want everybody to sow a seed into there right now. Come. Right now. I'm talking, be cheerful. Look at this family. God's wrecked. I want you to bless them. Come on. Everybody, just dig. Don't play games, man. Let's do this. This is the gospel. dark place and can I used to sit there and cry out to God to save us to change things to just to use us like I knew he wanted and now I hear those same songs and I cry because he did it and that was even before this weekend never give up on Jesus he's there even when you don't feel him it's not about your feelings we do not walk by feelings or by sight we do walk by faith God so loved the world that he gave, and we as Christians, we so love the world that we give. Be a great receiver. That's love. That's love. That's right. It's right. He said, if anybody has need, there's plenty up here. Listen, 
this is like, I'm telling you, this is just amazing. Some person gave us this, and it's really awesome because it says all things that you need to be a Christian. It says joy, faithfulness, fruit of the Spirit. I mean, wait a minute. You can read that? You can read that? Yeah. Father, we thank you in the name of Yeah, Father, we thank you for what you're doing. Kindness looks like something. Kindness looks like something. When a, when a group of people full of kindness, because they've received kindness. You see, uh, Paul wrote to the Ephesian church and he said, He is so rich in kindness and grace that he purchased our freedom with the blood of his son and forgave our sins. He showered his kindness on us along with all wisdom and understanding. When he was on the cross, he said, Father, forgive them. They don't know what they're doing. His kindness knows no limits. His kindness, his kindness is so that we can experience his love and repent of our sin and turn to him and live a life that manifests that kindness into the hearts and of a community that brings transformation to families and friends, to colleagues, to community, to business. Imagine businesses being kind to each other. Fancy, fancy a community that was so full of kindness that people wanted to be there. Yeah. Can you imagine a community, a, a street, where you sow kindness into your street, where the people on that street feel valued by God because you live next door to them or because you have connected with them in some way or other and shown the kindness of God. Kindness is key to the kingdom manifesting in and around your life. And if you're not kind, I'm going to use Psalm 141. (laughs) Come on. Come on. Paul went through all sorts of pressures and problems And yet, right in the middle of his heart was kindness. And so should it be for us. So, Father, I pray that as we choose to be kind, your kingdom would come. Full stop. Full stop. That your kingdom would come. Nothing less. Miracles, signs, wonders, Lord, healings. Oh, God. Eyes opening. Uh, needs met, transformation for your glory. Lord, let your kingdom come because we care because you care. We're kind because you've been kind to us. So, Father, we just take you at your word and the challenge that you bring, that you're looking for us to manifest just one of the fruit of the Spirit, to be kind. Lord, the rest are important. The rest are necessary. The rest matter. But Lord, kindness is key. Help us to be so acutely aware of that. In Jesus' name, amen. Amen.